0: Swag them is that, is And that welcome that to another episode of the and Toyo uh, Podcast yeah, by Webster Style, where, where we talk about bow ties, Ooh, t- comic I'm, books, I mean, and everything right in between. I'm your host, Webster it's Style, serious. the man, the voice, now, the fragrance, on, coming back one I, I mean, more time. time. Let's get right into it. I hope that everyone had a very happy uh, Thanksgiving. I hope it was a time to uh, not only see family and friends. Uh, and to reconnect with those you haven't seen for a while, but also to remember what you're thankful for, the fact that you are are breathing, the fact that you're able to listen to this podcast, you have another day to see the world, to see the sunshine, and regardless of what has befallen you, what trials and tribulations that you're going through, please know that today is better than yesterday, and always be thankful for being able to live another minute, see another day to be able to tell your loved ones that you love them one more time. So that's what I'm thankful for and I hope you are as well let's get into the download now this download is a bit different because this is a download that I have had the chance to play over the past two weeks ago for review and this is a game that is very much out of my warehouse of the sort of game that I would sit down and automatically play but the good folks over at animations and Rotelakia Games, I hope I said that correctly, uh, provided a review copy. Uh, actually, the written review is going to be over at the time of this recording the uh, new release Wednesday website uh, so it's live now, the link will be in the show notes, to will be live on Webster Style next week, but the game is Clang 2 now Clang 2, what happened to Clang 1? Well, Clang 1 was actually a game that came out in 2016 this is an indie publisher, a one man publisher or developer in the Tenimations and Clang 2 is a rhythm action game with hypnotic beats and high speed action. So you're gonna find it digitally. It's gonna be on all systems: Switch, uh, PS4, uh, obviously backwards compatible with five, and Xbox One, obviously backwards compatible with the series systems. And it's described as dive into a techno-greek world where combat follows the cadence of EDM music, controlled clang and fierce semi-procedural battles against foes reacting to the warrior's position and performance for a dynamic challenge. Pull off lightning strikes, offensive rushes, and dodge into powerful counter moves, all while moving in tune to 30 electronic songs in story and arcade moves, complete with varying difficulty levels and accessibility options. Now that's a basic synopsis of this game. Let me tell you, as I said before, this is not the sort of game that I would normally play. And even once I first started to play it. I was not really feeling this first because, again, it's not my type of game. I've never been a rhythm game person. I literally played concert music for a third of my life between elementary school and college. I was a concert percussionist. Um, Won honors for it, I'll put it that way. And rhythm games are something that I've never, ever liked when it it comes to video games. I just never liked them, but Clang, the more I played it, the more I fell in love with it and the more I got to hang of the gameplay and the music first and foremost in any sort of game like this the music is going to be paramount and the EDM tracks are really great I'm pretty sure the soundtrack's available I think you can get the soundtrack via steam but the soundtrack is absolutely phenomenal it's a great selection of songs to play to and play through. The action-wise, the gameplay-wise, I really enjoy it. For me, it took me a little bit of time really to get the hang of it. And again, it's not a hard game to really pick up and play. But for those that are rhythmically dis when it comes to video games concerned, it took me a minute to really get into the game. But the more I played it, the more I fell in love with it. And it's one of those games that I keep going back to. And I'm very much about now short gameplays when I can. And the way it's structured, where you have the different individual four or five levels that you must complete before you unlock the boss. Each one of those levels are, depending on how you play it, really three to five minutes, if that. So it's a very good game to get in, play, have a little fun. You know, you can really spend ten, you know, five, ten minutes on a level or two put it down and come back later just when you have a a little bit of a break to play and I I really enjoy that about this game but it's also well situated for long playthroughs as well and one of the things is much like the description says the game reacts to how you are playing which is one of the things I really like so even if you get off beat it gives you a chance to get back on beat to really salvage your gameplay and your ranking so with that no level is going to be played the same each and every time and i really enjoy that so it offers a whole lot of replay ability uh, with that so that's my download this week clang 2 and i believe it's uh anywhere from 1499 to 1999 um, on the various eShops and Steam. I know it's $14.99 on Steam. I'm not sure if there's a hike on the consoles, but hey, you never know. It's around Black Friday time. It might be a deal, but Clang 2 is definitely, if you like rhythm games, even if you don't, this is a game I think that you'll really enjoy um, whether you're young or old, and as you know, I'm not really going to talk about any game on here on that I really didn't enjoy playing, But I really enjoy playing, and it's certainly worth the price tag. And it's an indie game. It's a one-man developer. So I definitely think you should check it out. And it's Clang 2, and the full link for my written description will be in the show notes. So let's download number one. Download number two is we're going back to the podcast realm. Now, one of the things that I love about podcasts is that you can get different perspectives on the very same subject now if you've listened to this podcast before you know that i am a fan of horror movies Uh, especially i'm a child of the 80s so i grew up on those sort of body horror flicks reanimator slasher flicks like friday the 13th halloween so on and so forth so i have a very big part of my heart for that genre of film and with that, I discovered a podcast called The Gore Friends on Quirk Chats a few weeks ago. And it's I subscribed to it and I never gotten a chance to really sit down and listen to any of the episodes. Because I'm, I'm always up for people talking about horror movies. And I recently sat down and burned through a couple of episodes today. And let me tell you, The Gore Friends podcast is just a fun uh, example of just two people who love horror movies in this case story and mars uh go or do in-depth analysis on all types of horror films from the folklore to the gore uh they have you covered as they say and one of the things i love the structure of their podcast well let me back up first and foremost you can tell these ladies love horror movies and that's one of the best things about the podcast but two i really love the structure Some podcasts are very much about uh, giving you a narrative breakdown of the story from beginning to end, much like the the canon canon who I talked about about a month or two ago. Um, I really love the way they do that, but every podcast doesn't have to be that way. Uh, They really get into what they like, what they don't like. Uh, They talk about some little nuances of the movie, maybe some trivia that you didn't know about. They talk about the actors, the acting, which I really love. As well, But one of the things I really think is cool about it, well two things about the podcast I think is cool, um, outside of the the actual overall reviews of the film, they give a rating and that rating is about commitment, whether you're going to marry it, put a ring on it, it's a sort of seasonal fling, I really love the way that they rate the films, Um, it's really unique as far as I'm concerned what I have seen people or how I've seen people uh, rate films and I really think it's kind of a cool thing and it really gives a uh, nuance to how they view the films as well and also I love the fact that they also make a good point to highlight other podcasts and podcasters on their uh, platform I think that's really awesome as well and for me personally and, and I I'm not an old man, but I'm in my 40s and especially listening to people of different perspectives, different ages, talk about some of the movies that I literally grew up with as a child up until an adult are, are really awesome so so far i've listened to their commentary on the thing a nightmare on elm street and there was one other one that i've listened to simply because one i believe based on uh their comments i believe they both uh in that millennial age bracket late uh mid to late 20s if i'm correct ladies if you hear this i'm sorry if i'm getting this wrong but it's very interesting to hear their perspective on really these movies that I was a child when they came out uh, Freddy is something that scared me as a child until I actually watched the movie and loved it uh, The Thing is one of my favorite movies of all time so it's really interesting to hear their perspective on these movies based on their own tastes preferences and experiences with horror growing up I, I absolutely love it uh, and even with The Thing I believe The Thing they rated it as a uh, long distance or basically is one of those ones you you'll see every now and again but not something you will watch all the time you kind of be in the mood for it and i'm thinking oh i'm putting a ring on that bad board like i can watch the thing all day all night over and over and over again and i just love that perspective that they offer so if you're looking for a fun um and entertaining podcast on horror uh, definitely check out the Gore Friends, and you're going to be able to just you can find them on Instagram and Twitter, um, Gore Friends, and uh, they're going to be on all your normal uh, podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple, so on and so forth. But I'll put a link in the show notes. Now let's get to these short takes, somewhat short takes. So the first one is really going to be a short take. So one of the things that I saw recently was that there was a commercial for a movie. On USA Network, and this movie was a new Nash Bridges movie starring Don Johnson and Chiefs Marin. (sighs) Can we stop with the remakes and reboots, please? Who is asking for a Nash Bridges movie? Please tell me, Nash Bridges is a show I never watched. Apparently, it ran for a long time, and apparently has a cult following. um, Wait a minute, this is CBS in like late '90s, early 2000s. CBS's demographic has always been older. Who's alive to watch Nash Bridges? Like who's really cognizant to watch Nash Bridges? Who was who screened for a revival of, of Nash Bridges at this, this point in time? And like you're talking about a show that's 15-20 years old now Why? Please explain to me why there's a reboot of Nash Bridges and what I really really detest Is when you have these sort of remakes and you bring these old, old timers back in. I have nothing wrong with that, personally. Uh, You bring them back in, in this case, as a police procedural. You bring them back in to help with a case that the young folks can't quite get a handle on. I really detest that whole boomer versus millennial uh, dynamic that a lot of these reboots are taking nowadays where you've really had that no the old way works better this is how we used to do it no the, the new way is better this is all technology how we do it now and then by the end of the movie you have everybody singing kumbaya and say oh we can work together and we can use both of them just as effectively and even better together to solve the case and we all know how that's going to go so why are they redoing or rebooting Nash Bridges can somebody explain to me why I like to know So that's my gripe and my short take in that regard. The second one is Survivor Series 2021. So at the time of this recording, Survivor Series uh, happened just a little under a week ago. And frankly, it was boring and forgettable. As one of the big four pay-per-views, this is definitely the worst big pay-per-view that WWE has put on this year and as much as I love Roman Reigns and, and Big E and their respective championships the match itself was entertaining but it just felt like it was missing something uh, like I said the overall the whole event was boring and unforgettable the Becky Charlotte match was good but I'm not invested in either one of them I never like Charlotte as a character I never ever take away from an in ring talent or character work but Charlotte's never a character that I've really ever enjoyed or liked even back in NXT uh, Becky, I liked her too but I think this the whole her whole persona is just is wearing thin on me, I think she needs a character change and and frankly, I can't get over how they pretty much shafted Bianca in bringing Becky back, all that build up for Bianca Belair would be the next big thing and they pretty much brought Becky back, put the belt on her, had her squash Bianca and that was that. I was like, really, like, I I don't know what's going on with the writing there, but it just it just really sucks. Overall, the pay per view was just it was boring. It, it was it was boring overall, and for the most part, it really seems like outside of WrestleMania, uh, SummerSlam, and Royal going R- excuse me, Royal Rumble, every other WWE pay per view is an afterthought, and and that's really sad. And I say that with the Notion that I'm still paying for Peacock after Halloween Kills that I did not unsubscribe so I paid that $4.99 so I'm like hey I'll watch it and watch Survivor Series and see what other WWE contact but then content is there but then I remember why I never renewed the WWE Network outside of Wrestlemania Um, and always took advantage of free when I can because I'm not really as much of a wrestling fan as I am a lot of the newer stuff just really falls flat. If it's not NXT I in whatever Roman does on SmackDown, I, I won't say that. Raw and SmackDown are okay. Biggie is champion in that storyline, and Roman, I, I love that storyline. Other than everything else, I don't care about, except for NXT. That's just the way it is. So, that's my wrestling synopsis overall. Royal Rumble, I mean, not Royal Rumble, Survivor Series 2020 was boring and forgettable, and nothing really came out of it to further any sort of storyline going forward for the future, in my opinion. And, can SmackDown win a Survivor Series for once? Like, I don't think they've won a Survivor Series ever, if I remember correctly. So can, can, we, can we fix that next year or figure out a new way of making Survivor Series matter? It's just weird. Like, nobody cares about the brand um, face-off. Uh, the only time I cared about it was when they threw in NXT. And that was just really awesome. And that was one of those things where that was... Uh, on the fly booking because of the whole incident in Saudi Arabia and it turned into booking gold so that's that when it comes to my short takes or this really really long takes so let's get into Marvel now uh, with the MCU I've been starved for comment content after the what if series ended unfortunately they're getting a season two I hope they do better Um, at the end of the day what if was really forgettable it was fun a little bit but overall it was it was forgettable but now we are back to the proper mcu with the introduction of the hawkeye series so episodes one and two recently dropped on disney plus and it owes a lot of its inspiration to the uh, i will say classic matt fraction run um the artist name i forget his first name i think his last name is aja uh, that run was really incredible. I never read the whole run, but I did read a little bit of the run in the beginning. And it's one of those uh, books that, if you are into comics, even if you're not into comics, that is a book I think that is so accessible and is such a great character study for both Hawkeye, Clinton Barton, and Kate Bishop that anyone who just enjoys good literature will be able to enjoy that book so they already starting off good with a good solid foundation as inspiration for this series I like how they tie everything together with Kate Bishop essentially being saved by Hawkeye uh, doing a Shatari attack of New York in the original Avengers when she was a child and losing her father and that set her down the path to literally be just like Hawkeye and I love the fact that the first episode is titled, I think it's Don't Meet Your Heroes or something like that. Um, I love the action sequences. I really love when Haley Seinfeld was a Seinfeld, Seinfeld, I forget, uh, was cast as Kate Bishop. That was like we all knew that would be perfect casting for that character and the way she works off of jeremy Renner, there is a definite chemistry between the two in this uh soon to be mentor mentee sort of role um as well um what can you not say about the tracksuit mafia bro i i I loved it in the comic and it's just such a cool um event to see that those characters brought to life those characters have so much personality but are so interchangeable and disposable as well. I I really love that. I love the uh, gentleman who is playing Jack aka the Swordsman without even realizing it. When I saw him I'm like up Swordsman he looks like he looks like he stepped right out of like a George Perez version of the swordsman uh, from back in the day. Like he, he looked great, especially when he said all these swords in the house, he looks like he's a swordsman when he doesn't have his mask on. So I thought that was really awesome as well. I'm looking forward to see how the story further evolves. uh, What sort of, elements they take from the comic what sort of deviations they have as well and there's only six episodes so I'm really looking forward to the last four which is smart because they dropped the first two then you have the last four coming so they'll be finished right before Christmas which which is awesome as far as that is concerned and if you are not watching Hawkeye let me back up for a second now one of the things I've loved about the MCU series is that you get more of the character of these, and frankly, even before this, the MCU had done a very good job of making Hawkeye the most human character of all of the Avengers, particularly because one, he had a family, so he had different stakes when it came to what he was fighting for and what he had to lose compared to everyone else. I mean, really, no one else had a legitimate family offspring. You know, people who they were fighting for. People who, if something happened to them or someone found out, they would be put in harm's way. No one else had those sort of stakes um, in the original Avengers, and that's one of the things that I really appreciated about Hawkeye. Um, also, Jeremy Renner. I think this is one of those. Uh, you know, it's one of those things like you can say he's perfect for the role now, but he's definitely grown into the role, and he provides a. He's an average dude. And that's one of the things I really appreciate about Jeremy Renner. He is not—he's not Chris Helmsworth. Um, Chris Evans became the sex symbol. Chris Helmsworth's kind of always been that sex symbol. Um, you know, much like Mark Ruffalo, they are normal, everyday guys. Just from their look, their demeanor, and I appreciate that to juxtapose with the superheroic things that they have done and the um, outlandish sort of scenarios that they land in. And I really appreciate Jeremy Rayner's performance in this role that He's playing for been playing what for more than 10 years now I think what? the original Thor was what 2010 or something like that, so uh, 11 years or something like that 11 12 years, so I You know by this time he should know the character, but uh, the it goes into his performance, but also the writing as well I'm very interested to see how things evolve evolve with? I'm assuming that's echo uh, with the uh, tracksuit mafia. I'm also looking forward to see if any of these supposed rumors come true for any legacy characters. And I'm not saying cool, but some are big and white and uh, very intimidating. We shall see if they show up or not. I'm hoping so, uh, but. Hawkeye episodes one and two if you haven't seen them definitely watch them if you're a Marvel fan just watch them in um, period um, I think that uh, the MCU series not including whatever have been very good um, some have been good some have been great none have sucked uh, I just hope that I think that with this one you won't have those sort of down episodes like Loki did. Loki was good in the start, good in the end. The minute was eh, in my opinion. And I that's not something I could say with the rest of the MCU series. It was um boom 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 throughout the entire 6 to 8 episode nine run or however long that they were. So I definitely think Hawkeye will follow very much in the same mold as probably the um falcon and the winter soldier as far as the action is also the pacing as far as how it's going to be action 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 character study character study action, action action as we go forward in the next four episodes so definitely i definitely recommend hawkeye episodes one and two now on disney plus and no they are not paying me to recommend it i just love the series now with the fall it's fall november after thanksgiving we tend to forget this fall because it's starting to feel like winter. It's at least here on the East Coast it's like in the 30s, low 30s below freezing in the morning, and we're lucky if we're up to about the mid 50s. Some days, a couple days now we've gotten to the 60s, but it's it's cold in the morning, especially when I go out and do my walks. So that got has me thinking about what fragrances to wear in the cold in the winter. So the next couple weeks are going to be talking about some of the fragrances I recommend from my collection. For the cold, some of them that I am really just seeing how well they perform in the cold where I wouldn't necessarily worn them before or I haven't had them long enough. Uh, and this is probably my first cold season or really cold season of wearing them. And the first one I'm going to start out with in our fragrance of the week cold weather edition is an old favorite signature noir by Zaharoff now this is one that I wasn't expecting to really like for the cold weather uh, but let me give you a quick breakdown of the notes and there are a lot of notes so top notes you have basil coriander pink pepper mandarin and bergamot hard notes: ginger blonde cedar anise cypress freesia for um for balsam and bottom notes of sandalwood tonka bean frankincense oud and myrrh Now, right off the top, one of the things that really makes this a really good winter fragrance for me is are the spice notes at the top, the basil and the pink pepper. They really do an effective job of, at least on my skin cutting through the cold in that top note in the opening. Now, with the mid notes, I really get a lot of that cypress and cedar and that ginger and the spice of the ginger really helps as well as cutting through the cold and as I settle down, you get to the base. Those incense Um, And that strength of that oud really helped to make the fragrance very prominent, even in the dry, uh, cold air of late fall, like we're now in winter. Uh, And much like when I've talked about it before, it's definitely a fragrance that you're going to get all day longevity longevity with, I am tongue tied uh, with that, And, and it's great projection and like I said, it just has really great staying power. And I will say this is uh, with it being noir, you're, you're thinking of it more for the uh, say nighttime, say more of an intimate feel. But and, and it works perfectly for that as well. But one of the things I really love about um, all of the Zahara fragrances that I've sampled these the mainline ones that I've sampled um, and been able to use over the past couple of years is that they are really fragrances that could fit in almost any sort of occasion from Lisa's signature and is flank off flankers of uh, Rose Noir and Royale I can wear those in pretty much any occasion and it will work but this one really plays into that uh, more sophisticated uh nighttime affair or more of a um, I don't know going out Classy going out, not going to the club going out. But I can still see you wearing this in the office or just on a normal day where you can just spray it and know you're going to smell good and not worry about offending anybody either. So that is my fragrance of the week, cold weather edition, Zahar Signature Noir. And that's going to be it for another episode of the Sarturian Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books. And everything in between, I have been your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. And again, thank you for taking your time to lend your ear to this podcast. We have officially hit a thousand. Yes, one thousand uh, individual listens on this podcast. And with episode 88, it's taken a little while. We have great traction. But you know what? Those of you who listen, I am greatly appreciative of your listenership and your comments to, and to always try to make this podcast better. So, again, find us on the web on Twitter at Webster Style. Find us on Instagram at Webster Style and Sartorial Geek. Find us on the web at WebsterStyle.com. And as always, drop us an email at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. Thank you as always for joining us. Remember, stay safe out there and be blessed. Okay, I might have went over the edge. Your size. I really left
1: and closed. Strong, we can lift him to the sky. The party's off to twist. Yeah, we it. got a little time, time, hey. time, time hey. to get hey. it on. Get and no fact, i the type of person on. And at the take a picture with the phone of the outfit. Man, I'm choosing what we own. That was Tree Green Tuesday. Had to be Bowtie Thursday. Yeah. Had to be White Wednesday. Uh, I don't. Well, I know last time. Why I wore polka dot? You didn't. Miss Millie on them heels, killing them. But I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bow tie Thursday, pasta cream in your heels, looking sharp, babe. Acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday? Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked a hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the risk game for it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchased. Pick a color scheme that can match your very course. Yeah. Give it green, cream, yeah, cream. Yeah. cream. we we'll yeah. make a little scene, Cause no one man should have all that style in. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pile and no one girl should fit it, all in them jeans. So take it up, and let me see what's under them scenes. Cause no one man should have all that styling. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pile. and no one girl should fit it, all in them jeans. So take it up, and let me see what's under them scenes. Let's see what it seems. If it is what it seems, do it again. Chicks looking thick leggings, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Take a hit though, don't try to get me at a moment. No. Oh. Menth though, smoking hot, rocking this pencil so thin. Thigh hairline looking like a stencil so bent. No lie, I'm sharper than a instrumental So oh, no. plain dang homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang bang, honey. Bang, See them plain bang, James, honey, James plain honey. James Just James, them lame honey. friends, funny. We James tell honey. a bit of crazy like that thing came on me. Hey, me a lady main thing, with me on the scene, fit poppin' like a main vein, running blood color lips, smashing with the hand, clutch money, holding back, kind of funny. Can you tell me what's the price tag of the Range Rover? Hang on me when we walkin', lookin' Gucci, like that thing sprayed on me. Walkin' with a lip like an ankle sprained on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan, she don't really want me because yeah. one man should have all that style yeah. Take it out. Yeah. clothes on the floor, pass One girl yeah. fit it all in. styling take it off clothes on the floor pal and the one girl should fit it all in them jeans so take it off and let me see what's under them scenes oh you want to oh I completely read that wrong